this first section is about the idea of what are the dangerous dozen, how do they differ, and how can you benefit as a coach or a small business by using them? Probably the best place to start is starting with the ones that you already know, Stacey, and decode there and then build. What ones are you using? What ones do people mostly know, do you think? I think most people are more, I mean, if they're not using Twitter, which, you know, the the younger generation, maybe the, the under 30 love Twitter. Um, but I would think that most of them are using Facebook and LinkedIn. Okay. Facebook and LinkedIn. Let's start there. So Facebook has been so clever in making you think that all you need is Facebook and you can run your whole business out of Facebook, which some people do. So Facebook is very robust, 1.6 billion users. Billion users. Wow. A fifth of the planet have a Facebook page. So, I mean, it's very sensible to start there. And I still use Facebook every day. We chat via Facebook. It's a great way to chat. I post little things about what I'm doing personally. And I also have a business page. They have a very, very robust ad platform that you can use if you want to promote your stuff. Um, they now have a, a, a live streaming feature called uh, Facebook Live, which is very popular so that you can do that live streaming piece if you don't want to use Periscope or Blab, which is I, the ones I prefer. Um, so, you know, really it is a one-stop shop. I actually once used the analogy that Facebook is like a shopping center and you can pretty much get everything you want there. Yeah. Of That's kind. Cool. There's a coffee shop, there's a dry cleaner, there's a supermarket, there's a cafe, there's a, a, a place you can buy shoes, you can buy music, you can hang out with your mates, you can buy candles, you can probably get a massage. So Facebook is a little bit like a shopping center. And it has a bit of everything. It has a bit of everything. Right. It doesn't do everything really well, but it has a bit of everything. It's a very, very good place to start. Do you find that your your coaching clients are starting with Facebook, or did that is that where they start, or do they use other things? A lot of them use Facebook, and I would say that a lot of them use LinkedIn. I think that's a, a second big favorite with a bunch of coaches. And they, what they do is they go in and they create this group. Okay. And set themselves up as kind of the expert and answer the questions on LinkedIn. Okay. So that seems to be a big thing to do with coaches. Let me just pick up what you said there about LinkedIn. Facebook undoubtedly, undoubtedly is the number one social media in the world. 1.6 billion people. Now, as of this recording, June 2016, Microsoft now owns LinkedIn. Right. And they paid $32 billion for it. Obviously, this platform, which is what, basically a business version of Facebook, is an mm -hmm. extremely robust and solid way of networking with real people that are in the world to do business with each other. There's no cat videos. There's no cupcake videos. There's no kooky quotes. No. There's no rubbish. No. I personally find it a little bit boring for that reason. Yeah. But, but as you said, LinkedIn groups are an extremely interesting way to use social media to forward your thought leadership and also ac accumulate a bit of a tribe. Are you are you using groups? Do you have a group, or do you do you belong to groups? 
I belong to a lot of groups on the air. I do um, answer questions and I do help people in other groups. I did not use this method so of setting up my own group, but you can get to know people from your own, uh, from answering questions and helping out in other groups. So that's another avenue you can use. Mm. I typically use Facebook probably the most. Yeah, because Facebook has a very robust groups function, doesn't it? Everybody's there. I use Facebook quite a bit. Look, I think this is actually a very, very good strategy. Because we're, we're going to do a series of these social media spotlights, let's assume that most people have heard of or are using Facebook. Let's assume that. And everything that we talk about will be based upon that as the benchmark. Everyone's okay. got Facebook, everyone's using it, everyone knows how it works. How does that differ to how LinkedIn works? LinkedIn is much more conservative. It's not as interesting. They do have an app, and I like the Period. app. But it's, it's essentially the same idea without mm -hmm. cat videos and school, friends from school. You know, it's essentially the same idea. Not as many people, I don't know the stats, I think it's about two or 300 million. Quite a robust community. Might be more now. But the thing that's very interesting is that Microsoft saw some potential there and paid them $32 billion to buy it. So obviously it's going to be, it's going to be a major player coming forward because Microsoft is going to make sure that they get their value for money. We've, we've talked about Facebook. We've talked about LinkedIn. I personally want to talk about how Twitter fits into this mix because for a very long time, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter were called the power trio. So 300 million people use Twitter every month. That's the latest stat we have. 120 million of those live in the US. Wow. But that's a big chunk of people in your backyard that are using Twitter every day or every few days. So Twitter is very different from LinkedIn and Facebook. In some ways, totally different. If you've got a book or a blog post or an event or uh, a song or a video on YouTube, Twitter is this amazing fire hose to say, hey, this is coming. Watch this. Check this. Click this. Please retweet this. It's this buzz builder, this idea of generating lots and lots and lots of buzz around a new idea. So right. Facebook is, is ubiquitous, 1.6 billion people. LinkedIn is professional and, and Twitter is more informational. We call it the information network. So the reason you would use Twitter, and I want to do a whole section on Twitter in a subsequent podcast because that's my pet, but Twitter is, the, the, is really, really useful if you've got a book, a song, a blog post, an event, you've been interviewed on the telly and you want to tell everyone really quickly. Hmm. It's, it is, I personally use it for networking, but it's a bit harder to do it that way because we get these auto DMs which really piss me off. But it's not as – it doesn't have a, a group feature – that's as, as useful as the other ones. You can sort of send group DMs, but it's a bit clunky. But it's a totally different, a totally different scenario. What's your take on Twitter as it relates to coaches, and how how would it be useful for someone in business? Well, I mean, I think what you just said just now made a lot more sense. I mean, using it for blasting out your information and and driving them to your page, your Facebook, or whatever it is you need to do. It's a great driving tool. It's your car. It's your vehicle. And I think that would be a great way to use it. It's also a good way to find pe that people can find you and then say, hey, let me go over here and, and learn more about them. And, yeah, so they get to know you a little bit through Twitter. 
it's not one that I use a lot. I know it's your favorite vehicle, but it, it's not it, it's not one that I use a lot. So, but I see coaches use it all the time. So the two things I got from what you just said there is that Twitter is great for traffic, and Twitter is great for discovery. Right. It's a great discovery tool. Right. But I want to share, because we both have had blog talk radio shows, I want to share this really amazing story. We did a blog talk radio show uh, called Career Success Radio, which is still there, 108 shows on iTunes. And we did a lot of shows around how to find a job, what to do uh, to get a resume, how do you prepare for an interview. And there was one particular uh, episode we did called, Help, I Need a Job, because a lot of people had said, we really need some job search tools. Now, that particular show, was downloaded 1,800 times in three days in 127 countries. Wow. And the way I did that was Twitter. The way I, because what happened, the reason I'm into Twitter so much is when I was doing the blog talk radio show, I would do a show on the Monday morning and then I would put it on LinkedIn and then I'd put it on Facebook and then I'd put it on Twitter and I'd compare because that's my job. I compare things. And sure, some people had come to it from Facebook. And some people had come to it from LinkedIn. But I noticed that there was this huge spike in downloads every time I tweeted something. Huge spike. And right. I just, I got really, really interested in that and I started researching it. And then I started to really get interested in it. And then suddenly people were asking me, well, can you, talk, can you teach me how you did that? And that's actually the historical context for me becoming a Twitter coach. I've, I've been using it so long and I've had so many tremendous results that I've actually developed a system around that. We can talk about that in a subsequent podcast. So traffic and pushing your material out at light speed is really the essence of what Twitter does well, which I believe is not possible on the other sides without paying, you know, exorbitant amounts. No, you're right. You're right because, I mean, at least on Facebook, you're limited to how many people you can have, at least on your personal page. And on the branded page, like their, your fan page, if you want to call it that, you have to boost it. They only allow it to go out to so many and then you have to yeah. pay for it. And so I, I don't like that paradigm. I, I like using my own personal page to boost that information from my fan page. And then also, like you said, Twitter. So Twitter is a great place to throw out your information and have it come back at you like a boomerang. Yeah. How's that for an Australian um, reference? It's very, very good. We're now, we are now totally global on Global Social Media Day.